your home for Minnesota Vikings football. This is Fox Sports 98.1, K251BH, AM 1230, KWSN Sioux Falls, and KWSN.com. It's time for the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.1 and AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Let's check in with the coaches. Here's your host of today's program, John Gaskins. And... Good morning. We're in downtown Sioux Falls. I'm with John Michaels, the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, three feet away. I mean, eight feet away, safe and socially distant here in 2020. And we're talking remotely to coaches, most of them who are at state volleyball tournaments on state volleyball championship Saturday across South Dakota. The double A's are in Brookings, and that's where we will start. We will also chat with the state champion head coaches from Brandon Valley, Chad Garrow, and T area, Craig Clayberg, throughout the hour. We are going until 10 o'clock today, but for the most part, volleyball will take center stage, and nobody's been more front and center in this state this year, and in fact, in the last several years, than O'Gorman's team. They're undefeated, and they are in the championship match tonight as the number one seed against number three here in the the Knights are also nationally ranked. You probably do that if you're a volleyball fan in South Dakota, but they did get a scare in the quarterfinals uh, against Harrisburg, and we chatted with Tiger coach Ronette Castain last week, and then last night they were able to get through Washington in straight sets. So we're happy to have the head coach of the O'Gorman Knights, Emily Burns, in her second season on a state championship Saturday to lead off the coaches show. Emily, good morning. Congratulations. Uh, you probably felt like you didn't have to sweat quite as much last night as you did on Thursday night. I want to go back to Thursday and give people an idea of just how much of a scare you got from the number eight seed Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously we knew that the first day of state, anything can happen, and yeah. everyone's out for blood and wants to stay alive. So I'm glad that we kind of got some of our first day jitters out and uh, came out on top of that. No kidding. Uh, and you knew Harrisburg, that's a proud program. They've won three state titles over the last several years. And you beat them in straight sets on September 22nd, but then uh, it took five on October 27th, so you knew you'd have a fight on your hands, and at one point, uh, you know, you had won two of the first three sets, but you were down by eight in the fourth. Uh, you mentioned the kind of state championship jitters and the out for blood. What were you seeing out of your girls that was perhaps uh, uncustomary in 2020 in, in those first four sets? Yeah, we were just playing a little bit timid. We were kind of playing their style of volleyball and just waiting for waiting for things to go our way instead of creating things happening. Um, so I think it was it was good for us to feel that and feel how frustrating that felt. Um, and even by the fifth set, um, the girl, the way that the girls were handling themselves and what they were talking about in huddles um, kind of flipped a switch, and you could tell that we were, we were moving in the right direction. So take us into those huddles. I mean, what was able to kind of turn the tides psychologically with this team? They're playing timid, and I can't imagine uh, high school kids, you know, going through the heat of a battle, and probably plenty of pressure to finish this season undefeated, knowing that the eyes of the state are on you, and you're getting beat by the number eight seed, a team you know was going to be tough to beat, but again, I, I, if I were in high school, I'm playing volleyball, my, my team's been rolling all year long, and all of a sudden, there's a serious threat to to lose to the number eight seed in the state quarterfinals crazier things have happened in sports so uh what what got them to get out of their 
uh, timid state and, and turn the tide. Yeah, I think it's just, it was just a mindset change. I think we just kind of started to realize how many, how many errors we were making on our side and that Harrisburg was going to stay alive and they were going to put the ball back over the net. Um, and it was just up to us to, to really terminate rallies and kind of turn that around rather than hang with them as long as we were. So I think it was just, it was just a little more determination, um, and just kind of a fire lit inside of them that they, kind of realized they needed to step on the gas. Emily Burns joining us, the Gorman's volleyball coach, leading off our KWSN Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. And we're going over their state quarterfinal win over Harrisburg at the Swift Hill Center in Brookings on Thursday night. So you, you do get through it in five sets. And you go on 15-12 in that fifth and final set. So that was close. And what was kind of the discussion? After that was over, um, what did you see from your team after that? From that point into the semifinals against Washington last night? Yeah, I think it was honestly really good for us. I think even by our post-match huddle, the girls were talking in a completely different way. And they were ready for the next match. They were ready to move on and they were ready to kind of reset. Um, So that was good to see. Um, It was important to us that we didn't dwell on that and that we used it to kind of fuel us and know that if we play five sets every night it's going to be it's going to be tough in the championship game that's a lot of volleyball leading up to it um so we kind of knew that we had to gut it out and we had to dig a little deeper and they knew that by the time the match had even ended so we knew we were in a good place mentally going in the next day right and you you swept through washington none of the sets were easy 25 21 25 22 and then 22 in the third so 25 straight victories for the O'Gorman Knight volleyball team. And throughout each of these first two matches, who have been some of the players that have really stepped up in the key moments? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us uh, later in the season here has been getting our middles more involved. Um, Brogan and Bella have both been doing a really nice job of getting in offensively and being aggressive. And even when they're not getting set and they're not getting killed, um, they're holding a lot of blocks and creating a lot of opportunities for us. So I think that's been big. Um, and also our first contact has just been massive. Um, we're in system a lot, and we get people out of system a lot with our serves. So it keeps the, keeps the balance kind of leaning our way a little bit so that we can, we can handle what we want to handle offensively um, and then kind of have opportunities to get really set defensively because teams are not completely in system all the time. Well, it leads us into tonight's championship match. Uh, and the O'Gorman Knights looking to become the first team to run the table in double-A volleyball since the Washington Warriors of uh, 1991. And also this is would be the first O'Gorman State title since 2014. Uh, what is your focus when it comes to the Tigers? Yeah, I think a lot of what we see with Huron is that they're scrappy and they, they don't let things fall. And that's kind of the same same struggle we had with Harrisburg is that they're a scrappy team. So I think it's it's good for us that we have that five-step match against Harrisburg, and we kind of felt what that felt like. Um, and then against Washington last night, we were kind of the team that turned into that scrappy defensive team. Um, so we've kind of seen both ends of the coin already in this state tournament. So I think that determination and deciding to be that defensive team that we were last night and combining that with our offense, I think will be the key against Chiron. I think they run a faster offense than we're used to seeing in a lot of teams. So our, our defensive vision is going to be going to be pretty key in slowing that down. What, what have you and your O'Gorman volleyball players felt in the hallways, at school, uh, throughout the week, in the O'Gorman community? And also, what's the atmosphere been like in an, an hour or so up the road 
during your two matches at the state tourney in Brookings? Yeah, it's an exciting atmosphere. Obviously, everyone's super excited. It's a cool uh, place to be in. Um, not a lot of teams get to experience a uh, close to undefeated season or undefeated season. Um, and so the students are really rallying behind them. Our administrators are rallying behind us. The parents are super involved. Um, it's been a it's been a cool atmosphere, even in this kind of weird year where we haven't been able to do a lot of the traditional things that we can do leading up to state with our fans. Um, it's exciting to have them rallying behind us all the time. What are some of those things you don't get to do? Uh, just mostly in person. We just can't do a lot of like in person send offs. Um, our mass had to be. We always do a school of team mass before the first day of competition and that had to be a lot more spread out in the theater instead of in our chapel just little things that we normally can invite uh, parents and students to we kind of had to do on our own so it was a little bit different and but they the parents and fans have found ways to still encourage them and show their support um, even from a little bit of a distance so that's been really awesome for the girls sometimes coaches like to use the historical context uh, uh, to really hammer home and help their players focus and some like to avoid it when it comes to things like this is a nationally ranked team you've been number one all year first state title in six years it could be first running the table in 29 years uh those are the kind of things that you harp on or mention throughout the season or are you the kind of coach that has just tried to avoid that yeah no we don't really talk about it at all um obviously we mention it it's cool to see ourselves moving up in national rankings but obviously exciting to still be undefeated and it gets mentioned and it, it rumbles around but it's not ever something that we focus on we always just focus on one match at a time and the task ahead of us and we can't we can't keep that season if we don't we don't just handle the match in front of us or the point in front of us so we're always focused on that emily burns a gorman volleyball coach here on tonight state championship game uh, at the swiftell center in brookings having said that this is it for our fall sports season of High School Coaches Show here on KWSN. So, win or lose tonight, uh, what have you liked, or if not loved, about coaching this particular team? And what can you say about some of the seniors you won't get to coach again? Yeah, I've absolutely loved the scuba girls. Every single one of them, uh, from the people on the court to the people on our bench, are just really genuine kids, and they love on each other really well, um, and they push each other to be better every day. So, they make for an awesome atmosphere, and they are always ready to step up to the plate if one of their teammates is struggling. Um, and they all handle stepping down if they are struggling and having someone, trusting someone else to go handle that job for them. So that's been awesome to see, and we really couldn't ask for anything more. Um, and the same goes for these seniors. It's really rare to have such a big class of seniors, um, all of whom who have been seeing core time. And it's it's exciting. They lead a lot, and their their leadership will be definitely missed, but also just their personalities on and off the court uh, will be something that this program will definitely hold on to for a while and will miss coming back in the gym. Well, special group that uh, nobody at O'Gorman will probably ever forget, and uh, the finish line is near. Best of luck tonight, Emily. Thanks for joining us this season, and congratulations on all your success with O'Gorman Thank Volleyball. You. Thank you. You bet. Uh, that match, again. In Brookings, Swiftel Center, Double A State Volleyball Championship, number one O'Gorman, who did sweep number three 
Heron early in the season on September 8th in three sets. Really had no problems with them, but that probably feels like a lifetime ago. 7 o'clock championship match. My good friend and colleague Craig Maddock will be on the call for South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. And that is just the first of five volleyball coaches we will chat with today on the KWSN Coaches Show before we are done at 10 o'clock. We will also have the head coach of the number one team in Class A, Sioux Falls Christian's Darcy Wassener and her group playing at 7 o'clock tonight in Watertown for a state championship against Dakota Valley. Darcy is with us in about 10 minutes, but up next, we'll go to the pigskin and we'll relive Brandon Valley's state championship in the Dakota Dome last week on Saturday night with Chad Garrell, head coach of the Lynx, who are now the premier program in South Dakota's largest football class. He'll tell the story next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio, FM 98.1, and AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Now, back to the coaches. First and 15 links now at their own 33. Again, left to right, tights to both sides. Colbeck, option keep, right side. Down the near numbers, gets past the fenders, 40, 45, 50. Now just has a couple of guys to beat, 30 to the 20. One guy to beat at the 5, and he's into the end zone. A touchdown! Brandon Valley retakes the lead on a 67-yard run from quarterback Joe Colbeck. takes the knee. The players from Brandon Valley and Harrisburg hugging. The clock running out. And the Brandon Valley Lynx in their fourth trip to the state championship game in five years have won their second state title in three years in utter second half domination. The celebration is on. Brandon Valley has won its second state title in three years. 35-14 was the final score in the Dakota Dome, as heard right here on Fox Sports 98.1, seen on statewide television on SDPB. And we're happy to bring in the head coach of the Lynx for the final time in 2020, Chad Garrow, joining us. Now 16 years as the head coach, 21 years, 22 football seasons overall in the program, Chad. So uh, it's been a week now. Uh, how, how do you reflect back on this state title and then what this program has become over the last five years? And good morning. Good morning, John. Um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, the past four years or whatever and, and um, you know, to see where our program has gone and, and stuff like that, um, you know, you just kind of reflect over all those all those years and and what you know what we've done and and uh to become this and and um it's just been you know it, it's all, it's all kind of you know um you know just it's just unbelievable uh to you know uh the the town and the in the in the fans and the, and the players and everything well, you've mentioned how going to more of a ground-and-pound, meat-and-potatoes offense that can withstand the late-season weather just to get to the Dakota Dome was a big part of this going back to about 2013. And that, that's worked, obviously, really well for you guys. Uh, it's a mentality. Uh, it's, it's a life 
lifestyle. But uh, that's one reason. What other things can you put a finger on when it comes to elevating Brandon Valley from a perennial top five slash state semifinalist for several years into four, four or five trips to a championship game and two of those times you win titles? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of it is that. Um, some of it is, like, the seniors this year. Um, they've been a part of three championships, so obviously you have to have some players, too. Um, coaches aren't going to win all the games for you and things like that. They just hope to, you know, put your kids in the best place and everything. And and uh, that's one thing that I think our, our coaches do really well. Um, is is placing kids, um, you know, where they'll help the team the best and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, it's just, again, it's just, you know, kids, coaches, um, and, and fan support. Yeah. Uh, before we get into a, a couple interesting parts of this game to uncover the 35-14 win over Harrisburg for Brandon Valley's 11 AAA state championship last week, uh, we, maybe you can more comfortably talk about this now that it's been a couple state titles in the last three years. Did you ever feel or hear some heat or some rumblings? Yeah, Garrow and, and this coaching staff. They do a really good job of putting these kids in position, but when are when are we going to win the big one? Did you ever hear or feel that, or even wonder that to yourself? Um, you know, I, I really didn't because I thought that we did a good job of always getting our kids to where um, where we thought we should be in the in the finals and the, and the things like that. Um, you know, dealing with schools that are so much bigger than you too. Um, it, it's hard to have the, enough depth and things like that to, to compete with them. But, um, you know, I think over the past, you know, four or five years, our, our numbers are getting stronger and stronger. Um, and, and you might see the, the numbers in some of the, the public schools going down a little bit too. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really feel a lot of pressure from that. Um, uh, just, I knew, you know, that it had faith and, and uh, everything would work out. And and, um, and that's just kind of how we've how we've dealt with the last yeah. five years. Yeah, you, you learned how to get there. And then now you've, you certainly know how to win there now. Chad Garrow, Brandon Valley coach, joining us on the KWSN Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. Okay, so you guys, well-documented, had beaten Brandon Valley, beaten Harrisburg 63-27 in the regular season just four weeks before this game. And everywhere I was walking and turning, uh, Brandon Valley, it's going to be a wrap. It's going to be a wrap. And, you know, if you were told before the game the final score is going to be 35-14, a lot of people said, well, that makes sense. But it was tied at halftime. Uh, it, was, it was back and forth. Uh, very evenly matched football in that first half. Uh, what was what was different the second time around that you saw from from Harrisburg and and your own team? Well, I think you know when I go back and look at it. I mean, some of it was um, you know our defense did a great job in the first half. Um, they got some turnovers there, um, and but but each time they were down like inside our own ten and things like that. Um, which makes it very difficult. Uh, team can kind of pin their ears back. So we had two possessions where we were down inside the 10. Um, and so that, you know, that, that made it tough there. Um, but the big thing is, is, you know, um, you know, it was zero, zero. Um, so we had one half to play and, um, 
our, our kids just refuse to lose and and um, you know our seniors talked at halftime and and uh, and you just knew something good was going to happen you know they had three turnovers and and we had one turnover I believe and and we always say that that's gonna that's a key to championship there and and we had a chance for a lot of different turnovers but um, you know we got the three that we needed and, and uh, you know and so yeah. Which seniors spoke up, and what did they say at halftime? Well, uh, you know, Joe and, and Tate spoke up to our offensive line, um, huh. and and just said, you know, hey, nobody stopped us all year. Let's stay on our blocks, basically, and and you know, we're going to make make things happen. And, and they did right away. And um, you know, that's just a credit to your senior leaders, and and uh, you know, just coaches can say it all, but um, when it comes from uh, you know with a former player, another player, or a senior leader, that, that means the world. Right. Well, and uh, Joe Colbeck, first year in as a quarterback in his football career, just turned it up and turned it on. He was a, a running threat the whole way and then turned into a pretty doggone good, effective passer to the end. And Tate Johnson caps off back-to-back years where he averages about 170, 180 yards a game, and he goes just over 200 in the state title game. We heard the long touchdown run by Colbeck at the beginning of this clip that uncorked the 14-all tie. Uh, about midway through the third quarter, you go on to win 35-14. And uh, do you mind telling the story about what turned into an incredible play by your putter, Carson Mashlin, that was not exactly the design of how that went? This is a big one. You guys uh, had the punt. You know, you get the ball to start the second half. You had deferred to the second half, and it was tied. It was close. It was intense. You had the speeches by the seniors. You go out, and, and they you know, they shut you down and make you punt. And uh, what, was, what was supposed to happen on a punt that ended up being like 50 yards and pinning Harrisburg back at their own 22-yard line? Which led to your defensive stop there, and that led to the uh, the touchdown we heard, and you never looked back. But uh, at fourteen fourteen punting, a couple minutes into that second half, you guys flirted with some disaster there. Yeah, um, we have a, a special punt that we that we put in, and um, yeah, Joe uh, Colbeck, who had had been this long snapper for the longest time until he started quarterbacking, and I just decided that I didn't want him really to long snap snap anymore he's probably been one of the best long snappers we've ever had he's pretty incredible but so anyway we put him in there and he's on the end of the line of scrimmage and and um parker reed is is like a wing back right there and uh joe just <laughs> joe just hiked it over carson masham's head so um carson went back and got it and and fortunately got it off and and so it, it is a fake bun if the guys aren't um if joe and and parker weren't open then carson would just kick it stuff like that but um fortunately you gotta uh get the pump or the uh, snap back there first and we didn't do a good job and like i said yeah he hit it down there um we had a guy right there to get the tackle right away and so oh. that that was pretty big but i, I thought it was an athletic play by a punter uh, a lot of them probably in that moment hyperventilate and uh sit on the ball you know and uh just just to avoid anything worse like them scooping scooping it up and scoring and uh that was that was quite a that was quite an athletic move a to get a punt off b to to boom it like he did yeah, and we didn't we didn't punt the ball very well uh, the other night. But I think a lot of that, you know, is we just really haven't 
on the ball no. in, in the past few weeks. So, so it was like we're kind of rusty when it came to punting, and so that was that was kind of tricky for us. Well, that's if there's uh, one thing you can be okay with being disappointed about is not having good enough punts and not punting very much uh, and getting the practice in the season. You guys were just such a prolific offense. Many games you did not punt. It was a fun team to watch, Chad, and everybody, not only in the Sioux Falls area, I'm sure in South Dakota, is uh, is happy for Brandon Valley because of, of your guidance and, and who you are as a person. It's been always so fun to work with you before these games, and uh, appreciate your time as always. I appreciate it, John. By the way, Stu Whitney. The tweet, I thought you'd enjoy this because you were referring to Brandon Valley growing in numbers. And Sioux Falls schools dominating state football for about 15 years. And uh, this being the first non-Sioux Falls state championship in 17 years in the largest class. Don't know if you saw this tweet, but right after you won. The challenge will now be for Sioux Falls schools to escape the shadow of Brandon Valley and prove they can compete with the Lynx. Not bad. Congratulations on the long road. Thanks. Thanks you bet. Chad Garrow, Brandon Valley has Head coach. Uh, we will go back to volleyball and chat with the coach of the Sioux Falls Christian Ch- uh, Chargers, who are playing for a state title in Class A in Watertown tonight. Darcy Wassener next on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio FM 98.1 and AM 1230 KWSN and KWSN.com. Now, back to the coaches. I'm John Gaskins. Area football coach Craig Clayberg in about 15 minutes. And in less than 10, we'll chat with Kelly Schroeder of Sioux Falls, Washington, who lost in the semifinals tonight. We'll play for third place in Class AA today in state volleyball. And I hope I didn't get off on the wrong foot with our coach currently on the coaches show, the head coach of the first-ranked Sioux Falls Christian Chargers taking on Dakota Valley tonight. At 7 o'clock in the Class A championship, it will be for their fourth in a row. But she just wants this to be about 2020, and that's what that's that's how coaches operate. It's worked well for her. Uh, nine titles in 19 years at Sioux Falls. Christian Darcy Wassner joins us. Congratulations to making it back to the, to the big match, Darcy. Uh, you guys have not encountered much resistance uh, along the way. Uh, the first couple of nights, uh, winning convincingly in straight sets against number eight Madison and then number five Hamlin. So, in those two particular matches, what are you seeing out of your girls? Knowing that over in Class AA, as you know, uh, number one team can you know, w- will get a, a big threat from these schools who are very motivated on the big stage to beat you. And uh, you guys didn't let it happen. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, John. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I really thought our girls came out um, really playing aggressively both nights, and I thought we jumped on uh, both teams early, and all of our hitters were on. You know, Kelsey Hurd really set well, which helps all your hitters really attack well, Um, and so that was a lot of fun. Well, what is the personality of this particular group i know i've asked you this question before but you might learn a little bit more about it in the first couple nights of a state tournament or or the lights are a lot brighter uh what what has allowed this group not only their talent but whatever is there between the ears to be this dominant 
Yeah, like you said, it's a it's a talented group. It's uh, the tallest group um, that I've had, but they are really determined. And you know, you I, I saw that the last few nights. Um, they're determined to play well. They love having fun. They they play the best when they're loose and just celebrating and having fun together as a team. Darcy Wasner joins us. She is Sioux Falls Christian's head volleyball coach. It's the KWSN Coaches Show on Fox Sports 98.1. Uh, we mentioned that you guys have been dominant. You, you came into this event 23-1. and one. Uh, That was your regular season schedule. What is your record right now? I'm just going to ask. Do you know? You know, you can't ask me those kind of questions. Oh, you hate those. Um, I'm not sure you're, what it is right you're, now. You're, you're 27 and one. There we go. Okay. Two, two playoff Great. wins, two state tournament wins. 27 and one. The one loss was to O'Gorman, nationally ranked Knights, who are going for a Class A championship tonight and uh, are 25 and 0, something like that. Uh, you guys had a battle of undefeateds uh, back on October 23rd, second to last regular season match, and uh, we were we were hoping to talk about that the next morning and this is our first chance to do so uh i i know you're deep into this in, into tonight's match but i mean th- that was really the big showdown of the year in south dakota high school volleyball uh explain what the the atmosphere was like that night in your home gym yeah it was it was a really good atmosphere you know probably our large largest crowd on the year and you know with covid limitations throughout the year it was just neat to have a full energetic uh, gym you know, I thought game one um, was a great, great set. Um, both teams were playing well, really close. Uh, and we, yeah, they stepped up at the end and finished it with a few points there. Um, but a really good game. And then we, that just kind of took the wind out of our sails for um, game two. And so that one we struggled a little bit. I was happy we fought back game three and, and had a little closer one again. Um, uh Obviously, not exactly what we wanted um, uh, that night, but I thought our girls really bounced back and responded well since then. How much did that help playing O'Gorman, and what did that do for your team, especially as you begin the the stretch run, one more regular season game, and then the postseason after that? Yeah, it's you know it's great playing them, and we were able to play quite a few Double A teams just with. Um, you know, the different schedules this year with COVID, people had to rearrange different things. So we were able to get quite a few on our schedule. And, yeah, I think that helps us a lot just to play at that level and that tempo consistently. Um, and it's a fun match. We've played O'Gorman for quite a few years, and it's it's always been a, a really good, exciting match. All right. We have a rematch tonight in the state championship game of your win over Dakota Valley back on September 24th. Uh, that took four sets. And... What do you remember about them that will make things a bit of an obstacle uh, to a 10th state volleyball title in, in 20 years at the school? Yeah, they, uh, they're they a great team. You know, they're they're balanced. They got five good hitters. They got a really good uh, setter. Their libero's really tough. She, she didn't play against us. She had a little knee injury the first time. So she was out that game. Um, but, yeah, they... They're solid. They're they got great skills. They attack well. It should be a really fun match. Well, Darcy, best of luck. Congratulations on getting here again. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and we'll talk to you in twenty twenty one. 
Thank you. We appreciate it. You bet. Darcy Washner, Sioux Falls Christian Volleyball, the number one seed, taking on number six, Dakota Valley, 7 o'clock in Watertown tonight on SDPB2 for the Class A State Volleyball Championship. We'll stay with that sport. Kelly Schroeder, Sioux Falls, Washington, playing for third place in AA tonight. He's next on the KWSN Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio, FM 98.1 and AM 1230, KWSN and KWSN.com. Now, back to the coaches. I'm John Gaskin. State Volleyball Tournament has been full of excitement in all three classes as it normally is. It is such a fun sport to watch with such dramatic shifts in momentum. And boy, did... Fourth seed Washington experienced that in the quarterfinals on Friday night against fifth seed Aberdeen, eventually prevailing uh, in four and moving on to take on number one O'Gorman last night where the Knights won in straight sets. So Washington playing for third place tonight in class AA. And the head coach in his fifth year at Washington is Kelly Schroeder. Kelly, good morning. First of all, congratulations for making the state tournament. I know you have to be proud of your girls. Uh, what have you felt has been the mark of this team in 2020? And good morning. Uh, yeah, good morning to you too as well. Um, no, it's just, it's been a fun year. It's definitely been a different year as, as any coach uh, of any sport this fall can tell you. And um, just getting through the season has been awesome. You know, we've been talking as coaches, and I was talking with our ads. Um, you know, in June and July, it was very very skeptical whether or not we were going to get to a to a state tournament with with everything going on. And um, just to be here is awesome. Well, you play at 5 o'clock tonight against Roosevelt, a team that had a, a dramatic win on Thursday night as well. Uh, let's go back to that match with Aberdeen and, and where you guys found yourselves. Um, you had a, a struggling second set after winning the first set. Uh, and what kind of take us back to when you guys were kind of up against it and what was going wrong and how things turned the tide. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we kind of fell back on, you know, a little bit of we've played Aberdeen before. We know what things they're going to do. Um, and we played them later in the season, which was really helpful um, because we, we only see them once. So um, we kind of fell back on that and, uh, you know, just motivated the girls. We, we made a really good push in that fourth set. Um, we were down late and uh, we just talked about how we had their two best players in the back row and we needed to make a change right now. And uh, after that timeout, we went on that big run. We ended up taking the lead, going up a couple. Um, and they did what they needed to to come out with that win against Aberdeen in the first round. Well, and, you know, a lot of coaches and players before a game, no matter what level of sports, will say they're never looking ahead. But it appears you guys admittedly may, may have been looking ahead to O'Gorman after beating Aberdeen in that first set. Uh, you know, it's it's... It's human. You're only human. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did overcoming that do for you guys heading into the O'Gorman match? Um, you know, I thought we were coming in with with a lot of confidence, um, especially the, you know the last time we we played O'Gorman. And I think we talked after that game. You know, we took them to five. We were the first team to take them to five, um, and had our chances. So I think we were fairly confident going in. Um, I think O'Gorman just played really well last night. Um, I think I was listening to family talk. Um, earlier with you, and they played really good defense um, and took us out of our game. Uh, we didn't, you know, in turn, our statistics for our, our offensive side weren't really that great last night, and uh, they did what they needed to do to come out and, and make the 
state championship well, game. Well, perhaps if they had cruised against Harrisburg, <laughs> you guys would have had a better chance to maybe startle them a little bit, but they already had their big scare, which we know Harrisburg and Ronette Costain and that program are capable of, but uh, that kind of refocused them, as you probably heard from Emily, to play a lot sharper against you guys, but uh, it's nothing to hang your head over losing to O'Gorman in 2020. Everybody who's played them has, and now you have Roosevelt tonight, third place game. Uh, it, this, it's always an interesting spot, knowing that the chances of hoisting the, the, the crown are not there. So you, you've been through these before. What do you what do you tell your group? Uh, you know, how do you? It, it's not just the opponent. How best do you get through uh, a, a third place match? Yeah, definitely. And we even talked about that last night after the game. You know, we said um, the blessing and the curse of the South Dakota State hmm. Tournament system is we have to play another game tomorrow. So, um, yeah, we have to turn around. We we had a, a loss against OG and, and ruin our chances to, to make that state final. Um, but now we also get another game to come out and end the season on a victory. So yeah. that's what we're going to look forward to. And, and Stay positive because, like you said, we've been in that situation. Um, you know, we were in it three years ago. We had a heartbreak loss to Stevens in five, which we had to lead. Um, and we had to come out the next day and move on and play our game and, you know, get one more match in as a team. Last one. Kelly, and that is about Sydney Shetton, the senior who's moving on to Louisville to play both volleyball and women's basketball. Just uh, a phenomenal athlete that we don't normally see uh, around here. So what are you going to miss most about her and this senior class she's with? Um, you know, with Sid, it's just the big stature that she has. I mean, being 6'5", there's not a lot of players in South Dakota that have that that height and have that ability to like you said she's going to play two sports so she's an athlete um and she's going to play two sports division one you know with that sense too and she's done a great job this year this has kind of been her first year that she's been healthy all season um and i think she kind of worked some kinks out beginning of the year and she played great for us down the stretch here um and, and hopefully you know we'll finish out her her last game tonight against uh rosie playing well and the senior class in general has just been great as well. Um, you know, it's been a great group of kids. They have handled this COVID season um, in stride, and it's just been awesome. It's It's been a great group. And I think, um, you know, you, you kind of say it every year. Everybody's leaving their mark and, and making the program better. And I think this group has just been so positive all year um, that hopefully we can continue that, that attitude, you know, as we go through yeah. uh, year to year. Well, Kelly, congratulations on getting through it. Another outstanding season. Thanks for joining us today, and best of luck tonight. Thank you. Kelly Schroeder, Sioux Falls, Washington Volleyball, takes on Roosevelt 5 o'clock, third-place match, SDPB. Uh, when we come back, we'll get back to football and uh, talk about how the T-Area Titans won a second state title in three years with Craig Clayberg next on the KWSN Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio, FM 98.1, and AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Now, back to the coaches. Nice set, handoff to the tailback, and he gets some room off left guard, and he's bursting to the outside, 30, near sideline, 40, 50. Caden Johnson breaks one tackle to 35, to the 20, to the 10. It's a touchdown, 91 yards, Caden Johnson, and the Titans up 13-0, less than three minutes into the game. And T-Area would go on to... 
Hold on. Easily 35-16 over Canton. One versus two for the Titans. Second title in three years in Class 11A. Craig Clayberg, the head coach, been at the school for a decade, joins us on the KWSN Coaches Show. Craig, good morning. Uh, now that it's all said and done, it's been a week for you to reflect. Uh, what was different about this one from 2018? And good morning. Um, you know, um, it, was, it was better going back, you know, after having won one, then to have some experience a little bit. Um, you know, we had, had some kids who played in that game in 2016 also. Uh, not very many, but maybe one or two. Um, so, you know, just like I think the experience, um, you know, the, the kids played really well. They were focused and ready to play right from the get-go, so... So, yeah, it was an exciting day for him. Your quarterback, Austin Lake, uh, ran for a long touchdown. He threw for a couple more, including right off the bat. You guys got an interception on the very first play of the game. But with Austin Lake, uh, give us a glimpse into the kind of trust you have as a head coach and offensive coordinator for him to make the right sorts of moves at the line of scrimmage and just what you're going to miss about him both as a player and as a teammate. Uh, you know, just uh, knowing the offense, he really took it upon himself this year. Started last year for the first time, um, and then, uh, you know, so he didn't really know the offense inside and out. This year, he kind of just took it upon himself to learn more. Um, all the routes, pretty much the blocking up front, knowing what we want with our checks that we make at the line. And so he did a lot of a lot of things that people in the stands don't even understand what he, you know, what he was doing. You know, so he changed, you know, come up and, change which way we're running the play and sometimes he'll change the whole play and so i tell our parents you know i think some people get upset when we jump but those guys up front have a lot of stuff going through their mind before the ball's even snapped so you know letting them make calls can't was shifting all over the place um so he did a really good job with being patient and and just trusting what what he knew from the season so yeah uh that first play of the game, I mean, when you get an interception on the first play of the game against a team that might know that it's going to have a tough time running against your guys' defense, uh, with Garrett Colbeck making that pick, what kind of thing goes through your mind as a coach? What do you see from your kids on the sideline when you get an INT? You're a favorite in this game anyway on the first play of a state championship game. Well, you know, being able to, to make a play right away, um, just the confidence level just goes up, you know, and the kids are excited. I mean, they were excited anyway. I told them before the game, you know, the first couple of plays, you're probably never going to remember because you're so excited that you're just going 100 miles an hour yeah. and then trying to calm down. Well, you make that play on the first play, and I was like, ooh, we're, we're kind of locked in. So it was pretty exciting, and it was good for our team um, just to have that boost right away. Yeah. What would you tell them after the game, Craig? Um, you know, hey, just remember this game. This is the one you're going to remember the rest of your lives. And, uh you know, just kind of soak it in. It was a little different having all the parents up in the stands and, yeah. you know, taking pictures from the stands and waving. But, hey, we got to play the season. we got to play the game. So it was a good thing. And, and yeah, the kids were the kids were really excited. And, and uh, you know, for the first, most of them, it was the first time being there and, and playing. And, and just the experience of that is, is just, just great. Well... We've discussed on this show and uh, in preparation, my own for the state title game, about the Titan way, about the weight room, about setting some standards and it, it being up to the players to follow it. And now it just seems like it's almost like in Brandon Valley now. It's just a given. T area is going to be at or near the top of Class 11A. Uh, you were asked right away after the game was over about possibly the, the school moving up to 11AA. Um, how... 
how do you how do you how do you feel with that about that do you, do you struggle with with answering those kinds of questions or do you just embrace it um you just kind of embrace it i mean we're going to play no matter where we're at yeah. i mean you know we really don't have a lot of control over it you know i have my opinion i guess and everybody has theirs and it's whoever they decide they're going to go with is the way it is i mean to me the top schools in the state should be in one class the biggest yeah. school i mean that's just me and you know i mean there's some schools that are moving down that are bigger than than a lot of the schools that I mean like we're going to be the smallest school in double a which i'm not complaining but i mean we're going to play them anyway so it really doesn't matter um yeah, I don't know. It just—it's just one of those things. You just go with what you have, and and uh, you know, I mean, it's just—it's almost like we're playing the same schedule that we played the last two years, except a few teams have moved down and a few teams have moved up. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, it's pretty it's, much what it is. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard thing. Not everybody's going to be happy. A lot of people are going to be happy. A lot of it. So you just kind of go with what it is. So, so I think we're excited. Um, you know, and play some new teams, I guess, and just see what happens. Well, uh, Craig, congratulations on all you've done and accomplished at T so far, and thank you for joining us all season long once again. All right, thank you. You bet. Craig Clayberg, T Area Titans, state champions 2020 in Class 11A and uh, probably moving up to 11AA. We'll chat volleyball for the rest of the show. Kevin Vanderwall of Roosevelt, Marette Grage of Brandon Valley. To round out the KWSN Coaches Show on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio, FM 98.1, and AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Now, back to the coaches. Well, I don't want to speak on behalf of anybody who's been intimately watching every game at the Class AA State Volleyball Tournament, but... The Roosevelt win over Watertown, the upset, five-set thriller, number seven beating number two on Thursday. It was a high bar to leap over for the rest of the event, and that includes championship Saturday. Uh, the Rough Riders beat Watertown, and then last night came up short against Huron in the semifinals. But the head coach, Kevin Vanderwall, joins us on the KWSN Coaches Show. Uh, Kevin, congratulations. Uh, what a story. You guys were 10-10, and 10, a 500 record coming into the tournament, and uh, you guys got steamrolled by... The arrows in the first set on Thursday night. So just describe what happened after that and the, the joy you felt as a coach in watching it happen. And good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, uh, that'll be a match, I think, as a coach that uh, that is up there as a memory. Um, we just, uh, I think we came out a little slow and then we had conversations in our timeouts of our energy throughout the day. The girls have had a, had a really good day uh, just hanging out together. Uh, we had a light practice and stuff, the energy on the bus. And so we just talked about them. And, and the message we had talked about all week is don't be satisfied with just being there. Let's make some noise while we're there, too. Um, we played Watertown really competitively uh, in the season. We saw them twice. Both went four. Um, and so we knew we had to do some things and do them at a high level in order to compete. And just as, you know, set two went and three, you could just kind of feel and see with our girls, they were starting to dial things in. Uh, you could see Watertown was getting a little frustrated. Hmm. And we know game of volleyball, you know, we got momentum. And so you could just feel it growing. And the girls just took over and finished well. 
Yeah, it's always great to see a team peak at, at state volleyball. And uh, Maya Vandervek and Abby Ward were kind of the ones that led the way and got a lot of the offense handled for you guys. But uh, what were you seeing and hearing and who were you hearing from in the huddles that allowed the team to, to change its momentum? Uh, you know, our seniors spoke up, you know. Um, Autumn Freeze has a big voice, and, and the kids know um, when you're in there what they got to do, and just being and just trusting each other. We talked about trust and accountability. Everyone's got their jobs. Just do your job, do it well, hold each other accountable, and you don't have to do more than you need to. And they started to trust that, and we and they know you you do a big play, you make a big play, and that feeds off each other. Um, you know that excitement is contagious, and a big play is contagious, and I think they just fed off each other, and you could see just. The trust and excitement within each other, and then I think they could feel, hey, this is this is within reach, and that just kept growing and growing to uh, to finish off the match. Well, you have here in last night, and uh, what did you see out of out of your team, and and how much, if at all, because uh, sometimes it's an overblown question or or concept, did uh, that you know beating the, the number two seed and winning in five sets the night before? How did that affect you guys uh, trying to follow it up the next night, or did it? Yeah, it's, it, it was a big emotional match, and that was a concern of ours going into yesterday. And, and we had conversations with them as a as a team, but you know, similar to Thursday, they had a good day. You could tell energy was good. Uh, light practice again was good, um, and then it just. Just came out a little flat, and, and to give Huron, I mean, they played an incredible match. We and our message, you know, they we had to grind through. You're going to earn every point. They came rocking and rolling with their serves and blocking. They just picked up places uh, that sometimes you usually see a ball fall, and that's that is a mental grind on hitters uh, when you're serving and just trying to do different things to get them out of system. And so, Huron played a great match, and then just kind of took our kids out of it mentally a little. Yeah, you bet. Now you have a match with a team you know pretty well, the Sioux Falls Washington Warriors, for third place at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, it's a rematch of a victory for the Rough Riders a long time ago. Uh, well, yeah, in fact, two victories, both in straight sets. Uh, what, what do you do? What is the message to make sure? I, I doubt they're going to take it the Warriors lightly, but they will know that uh, you know they've beaten this team twice. Yeah, you know, I heard Kelly say it too, and we told our kids um, it's a blessing and a curse of today. You know, a lot of teams, if they lose like they did last night, you get to ponder that till August, till the next season. And mm-hmm. so we have an opportunity now to to come out, to play, and to to finish well. We keep telling them, empty the tank. Whatever you got left, empty it with each other, for each other, um, and just to play play how we know we can play and just to finish off the season well. What will you remember most and remember most fondly about this particular team? Uh, this team is a team that just grinds. You know, we, we start a little rough. You try to find rotations, and then as we kept going, they kept grinding and grinding, and they just embrace the grind. They, they truly love each other. They enjoy hanging out with one another. They celebrate one another's success, and they just it's fun to see as a coach. That's what you ask of teams. Um, and so to see that happen through the season with all the guidelines and parameters, I think it shows a lot about their character. And then to see them, what they did Thursday night, you know, just the, the culmination of everything, I think it's all you ask of kids. And the fact that we're at a tournament's really special. And so it's just yeah. a fun experience for them. Well, hey, Kevin, again, congratulations. And uh, I'm so happy you'll have a memory like Thursday night as a coach. I, I doubt that's that one is not going to be removed from near the top. Uh 
for you for a long time. And thanks, as always, for joining our show. Best of luck tonight. Thanks, and appreciate all the coverage. You bet. Washington Roosevelt, Class AA Volleyball Semifinals. Semi-finalists will face each other in the third place match tonight. It's 5 o'clock. SDPB, the man, the myth, the legend, the voice of SDPB, play-by-play, state championship sports. Craig Maddock will be on the call. The Brandon Valley Lynx are playing earlier today uh, at the state volleyball tournament in Brookings. We'll round out our fall season with Marette Grage next. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on Fox Sports Radio, FM 98.1 and AM 1230, KWSN and KWSN.com. Now, back to the coaches. I'm John Gaskins. We are going a little overtime. Minnesota Score Radio will be next. Uh, This is when that show usually starts. As usual, the first couple guests of the show, I, I become engaged. I enjoy it. I hope you do as listeners to learn more about all these high school football and volleyball programs that we are blessed to have in the Sioux Empire and uh, time gets away and we go overtime and we're happy to do so uh, because we want these coaches to tell the stories of their teams, especially late in the year like this for teams that proudly reach the state volleyball tournament in Class AA like the Brandon Valley Lynx and Merritt Grange joins us. Her team came in as the number seven seed in this event in uh, Brookings. Check that number six. Uh, a loss to Huron and then a five-set bout with Watertown that eventually goes the arrow's way last night. So the Lynx will be facing Harrisburg, seventh place match at noon. So thank you for joining us so close to your match, Merritt, and good morning. Um, wow. Uh, Tell us how intense uh, that thing got last night against Watertown. And good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, it was a great match. Um, we fought back and forth. It was close the whole time and just came up a little short in, in game five. We kind of had a slow start and we just didn't have enough time to to catch up. So, yeah, I was very proud of the girls. They had they played very well. Hey, you're up two sets to one against the number two team in the state, uh, and you. Uh, I'm just check that you're down. You're down two to one, and you beat them twenty five twenty two in the fourth set. So, uh, you know, what did you see that that powered your girls? Kind of an underdog going into this match uh, to that fourth set win, just to set up a fifth set, and also the, the reactions of them after they were able to pull off that fourth set win. Yeah, the girls are just excited. We were blocking really well the whole um, match, and um, yeah, we thought we 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 really felt good going into the fifth set. We just got uh, we had a a little struggle on serve receive, and you know, in the fifth set, it only goes to fifteen. So you know, it's hard to to overcome a a deficit when you're only going to fifteen, but. Uh, we tried. We tried really hard. We just didn't have enough time to catch up, and um, they played really hard and with a lot of intensity. Um, it was probably one of our better matches the whole season, so yeah, we were very proud of them. Yeah, and you guys, before this tournament, able to beat Peer in the Sodak 16. You did that in four sets. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just to get here, um, same question I ask a lot of coaches on the final show of the year, on the morning of their final match of the year. Um, what are you going to remember most and miss most about this particular team our seniors are really good leaders um they just lead by example um they've they've done a wonderful job uh this team is uh, there's no drama they all get along great 
um, they play for each other. They're just a lot of fun to be around, and and it's been a great season to coach them. Um, they're all they've all bought into the program and given everything they can to improve. And we've done that. Our goal's been to get a little bit better every week, and our goal was to get to state. And um, it's a big thing for our program. This is the fourth time that Brandon Valley has ever been to state, mm. so um, so it's a big deal. So. Oh, wanted to make sure they soak it all in, know what it's like, and hope to be here every year to come. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as this South Dakota website is correct, Abby Finch, uh, Janet yeah. Stangle, uh, Morgan Hunt, and your daughter, Brooklyn Grage, are the four seniors. This is your second year as head coach. So um, how, how much does it mean to you uh, that they did buy in uh with the new coach and uh, especially uh, once again what has it meant to you to be able to coach your daughter on one of Brandon Valley's best volleyball teams and what kind of emotions are you going through knowing this will be your last chance to coach her at the high school level yeah yeah it's a uh, kind of bittersweet I've enjoyed coaching her through the years through club and then and the last couple of years at the varsity level um it's fun to watch um her develop into a, a great volleyball player um you know i'll miss it but um i really enjoy coaching so i'm excited about um the girls that are moving up and um just kind of keep building the program to where we feel it can be um but it's been a great season it's been a great experience and it's been a lot of fun well, Merritt, thank you very much for joining us. What an exciting fall it was at Brandon Valley with girls soccer winning the state championship and uh, and football last week and volleyball again. Fourth time you guys have made it to the state tournament. That's remarkable. And uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning and best of luck today at noon. All right. Thank you so much. Brandon, have a great day. You bet. Merritt Grage, head coach, Brandon Valley Volleyball, and they again play Harrisburg at noon, seventh place match. Washington and Roosevelt play for third place at five, and the championship will be tonight. The O'Gorman Knights trying to run at the table. The nationally ranked O'Gorman Knights got the big five-set scare on Thursday night in the semifinals or in the quarters, but here they are. And uh, good luck to the Sioux Falls Christian Chargers as well in the championship in AA. 7 o'clock for the title matches. SDPB1 for the Knights. SDPB2 up in Watertown for the Chargers. That'll do it for the fall sports season of the KWSN Coaches Show. We thank all the coaches for all their time and being patient when we run behind on time. It happens every now and then on this show. We will take Thanksgiving weekend off and we'll get going with basketball in two weeks. A reminder, Minnesota Vikings taking on the Dallas Cowboys at 325 on Sunday. Hear the Minnesota Vikings radio network call of that game starting at 2 o'clock on Sunday. For John Michaels and Tom Geardrum, I'm John Gaskins. This has been the KWSN Coaches Show on Fox Sports 98.1. Have a great weekend!